0: Thanks for joining us today at VIB Today, the Daily Business Podcast from the Newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kurt LePoint, publisher and editor in chief. Van City, the Vancouver City Savings Credit Union, started 75 years ago this year with 14 members. Uh, it has grown and grown and grown into a financial powerhouse in the province with more than a half billion dollars in revenue, more than 2,600 employees, and of course, it's a bit of a different financial institution in then it expends enormous energy in community works in association with, uh, in some cases, leading social change. So it's public facing leadership has to embody and exemplify that in ways that many other institutions just don't need not. It's most recent CEO, Tamara Grumman earned international credit for advancing the profile and the purpose of Band City, And she left to take on a giant challenge in managing our airport YBR. And left significant shoes to fill uh, her successor was hiding in plain sight christine bergeron has been within van city in senior executive roles now for nine years most recently as its chief member services officer and she's been chosen for the top job in recent weeks with no small task of stewardship in a pandemic of course that has caused enormous personal financial uncertainty uh, in many quarters across the province Let's get some early thoughts from her today on the path ahead. Good to see you. You too. Thanks. Yeah, let's uh let's let's look what what do you think are the um, are the personal qualities that a leader has to have at a place like Van City? Hmm. That's a way of me asking you tell me about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the uh, the personal qualities absolutely, you know, Van City is quite a unique organization. And so, you know, an understanding um, and really a bit of a different way of thinking about um, prosperity from from that lens of a financial institution, right, of people and planet and profit. And so there is an element of um, understanding the communities that we serve and, and thinking differently about that. In addition to, of course, needing to uh, deeply understand finance um, and everything that goes with that. And then I would maybe add that um, certainly the employees and the team here at Van City are also uh, quite um, unique in terms of their passion for the work. And so I think like like many organizations, especially over the last little while, you know, really having um, you know, deep empathy and really thinking about all of the mental health challenges that the teams are having and being able to, to lead through that um, is difficult, but also really important for, for the entire organization
0: yeah I think when you talk to people who work at Band City, you get uh, an appreciation for uh, how they were drawn to the place uh, uh, right at the beginning and uh, and how they wanted to move their careers there uh, mm-hmm. for their purpose and all that. so so knowing that, is there a, is there a particular band City approach to, say, decision making or problem solving? That you think differs a bit from, say, other financial institutions?
1: I mean, certainly we do take a unique approach in that we really think about um, people at the center and, put, and putting people first in terms of decision making. You know, I haven't worked um, directly in other financial institutions, so I won't speak to that comparison. You know, my background has been more from, um, you know, venture capital and working in public markets and then into a financial institution. And so it has been really about um, melding, again, sort of that perspective of risk and return, um, you know, understanding, you know, the rates and how you'll think about profit in the same um, sentence and in the same framework as, you know, what effects are this going to have on individuals, on the community and on the environment? So certainly, um, we do put people in the center. And sometimes, you know, people talk about that. And, you know, almost everybody will say that they do that. But then how do you actually um, think through that in a different lens? And it's, it is thinking about, for example, do you think differently about how long um, the payments, you know, could come back as a financial institution, right? Do you think differently about uh, the rates that you might offer a group that typically would not have access to capital. So we do take a different approach, um, and I think it's it's largely because we're not focused on maximizing profit. We're really focused on trying to meld all three together.
0: Yeah, Th- these are um, these are different paths that that Band City takes uh, to achieve, though the same objective. Right. I mean, you're you're not, you know, you're not looking to lose money. You're not looking to uh, to be financially deficient. You have a very sturdy, sustainable operation, um, and yet, uh, you know, to some degree, um, you know, you you still have a bit of a sales job to do uh, in the wider world. That this is a way to succeed. Do you think the pandemic has changed a little bit of that conventional, old style financial institution thinking, um, and and brought people maybe more toward Van cities why
1: I think that certainly the pandemic has highlighted, um, right, a lot of the inequality and the inequities that we largely, you know, um, have known exist in community and in society. So I do think that that highlighted the point. I think there were several elements along the way um, as well that have made people aware of the fact that, you know, the climate crisis is also here, hasn't actually gone away during the pandemic. And I think people are understanding that that will also have very large economic impacts if we don't really start creating pathways, you know, through it uh, to the other side of of what a cleaner economy will look like. Um, We've certainly seen those trends over the last nine to 12 months, whether that's from an investment perspective and the flow of money that's been going into socially responsible investments. I mean, that has really really increased over the last little while. Um, And same in terms of, how um, financial institutions are trying to now think differently about perhaps groups that don't typically have um, the same access to capital um, that, uh, that others do. So we are seeing that shift and I think it's you know been highlighted. I think that individuals, consumers, you know, for us members um, are asking for more of that, right? They're, they are asking for companies to be held to account on how they're going to improve um, these inequalities that we're seeing.
0: Do you think then that it, are the, are the members of Van City would you say activists? You know, and I, I mean that in a in a good way. You know, are they are they are they looking for their institution to be more than a place where they you know move their money through and and have their savings and get their paychecks uh, directly deposited, but they're looking for your financial clout to form a, a, a style of leadership in our society?
1: You know, of course we have many different types of members um, and and absolutely we do as a financial institution need to provide products and services and ensure that their financial needs are met, right? So, you know, we're very aware of that and that's always part of our work. Um, and I do think that many of our members expect more from us. Yes, right? they. They do expect us, because we have and we will continue to do so, you know, go into community, understand the gaps that are really there, and and they know that we will do what we can, as much as we can. Sometimes we do it very successfully and, and sometimes less so, but to solve, to provide products and services for those gaps. You know, we tried to do that um, when COVID first hit. You know, uh, government was doing their best at putting in a lot of new programs But in doing so, you know, we were hearing directly from members in the community that there were gaps. You know, not everyone was getting caught in these programs. And some people were really unclear as to how their livelihood would be maintained right in the months ahead. And so we did look to create new products that would help a business pivot, as an example. where they didn't have to pay us, you know, six months in terms of the interest in order to give them time to retool and rethink it. You know, we created another one that was really about bridging, you know, for those um, members who were maybe more solopreneurs or um, had their own, you know, like physios and those uh, others who couldn't quite, ca- you know, they weren't being captured by these government programs early on. Government has shifted over time and, you know, they've really captured you know, more of those individuals. But early on, it was trying to figure out what else do they need, right? We had heard from members that they couldn't, um, you know, government programs weren't in all the languages that they needed in order to be able to easily access the programs. So we worked with others in a partnership to help translate more of those programs. So again, just constantly trying to understand how do we help level the playing field for access and what gaps are there? So our members do want us to be doing that. We hear from them all the time on that. Um, so they want us to be thinking about that. And then they want us to be thinking about the long-term sustainability of our community. Um, and so we've... You know as you know we we have a track record of being very clear that the environment is super important and our recent work has been hearing again from members that they want us to continue and to continue to do more so for us it's really around you know with climate it's also the effect of climate on people and so we put out our new commitments again in part um, from hearing from membership that they want us to continue to do more
0: so it's it's very interesting that that in what has been uh, for some people one of the most arduous periods uh that anyone can recall uh that your membership still is is signaling to you to not take your eyes off the longer term in this one Uh, you know get us through this but don't drop the ball on the longer term things that we have directed the institution Mm -hmm. to uh, to muster and all of that any surprise on that for you
1: not really a surprise you know i think again we have um a wide variety of members and absolutely some you know have been hit very very hard by covid and they're really focused on getting through the day-to-day right so Mm -hmm. we're really clear about you know making sure that we're there for them for those elements like making sure we're doing deferrals and cutting fees and there's a lot of our members who you know luckily are not feeling hit that way as well right And so they have perhaps more of the luxury of continuing to think longer term. And our view is our role is to think about both ends of those spectrum, right, that spectrum, and think about how do we serve this membership and how do we think long-term on the one hand while also um, helping people day to day. So in a way, it does make it harder, but we really believe that that is ultimately our role, right? As a financial institution, we're aggregating all of that and doing our best to ensure the long-term while really being there
0: day to day. Yeah. I, I want to ask a little bit of a question about the process, your your ascension into this role, because you, you've you had the role uh, in, a, in a, an interim way mm-hmm. uh, for a number of months uh, when Tamara Groomin announced that she was going and, and you, you took it on. I wonder if you can tell me a little bit about how that might have helped uh, to, in two ways, you know, one, of course, helped the organization understand that you were its logical next leader, but also maybe help you understand whether, in fact, you this is really what you wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly, you know, certainly there's pieces that would perhaps help. And then of course it's it's difficult to come into an interim role in the middle of a pandemic, um, you know, after um, a CEO who'd been here for many, many years, um, right? Who who many have known. so. Um, Certainly, I was very clear that I was not looking to fill anyone's shoes. Um, My experience, if you try to fill someone else's shoes, you will trip. So that is certainly not uh, the intention. Um, But yes, I think that having been previously leading um, our lines of business, as well as our key impact files, so our, our work in climate, our work on reconciliation, you know, there was um i think good stability for the organization um when i stepped into the interim role right i didn't need to learn uh, the organization um, again and uh, and especially given that portfolio they're very core elements um, of our work so i think that uh, that certainly helped the organization and and yes of course being in it helped you understand whether you want to continue or not um, and i would say as well that we. Um, You know, we have a really strong um, team, uh, executive team, but it flows all the way through. And so certainly, uh, you know, you can have different outcomes in a transition. um, And I would, you know, definitely give kudos to the whole team for for really ensuring that the organization felt um, that we were collectively, you know, moving in the same direction.
0: Yeah, there's never any disparagement on previous leadership, but every new leader tries to put some kind of new stamps on an organization that, that really flow from that person's own qualities and and capabilities and and priorities. In the early going, uh, have you identified what areas you think might be some additional focus, uh, some some other initiatives that van City might might want to try here?
1: Yeah, I think you know when I took on the interim, uh, certainly um, we continued our work, and and that was to ensure you know, a few elements around our employee experience, as well as being really clear about what a, um, a true, you know, responsible recovery, um, would look like. And so that's certainly been our work um, over the last six or seven months. Um, and I think going forward, you know, it's not so much about a stamp as really listening in, uh, to members and employees on, on how we need to be moving forward. We do have many, um, elements to Van City, We have in the sense of like subsidiaries and other pieces um, that all come together into our group effectively, like the family. And I do think that we'll be able to to push on that work more and and hopefully see um, some good movement in the next few years. And then of course, um, our climate commitments aren't necessarily a new stamp because it's a continuation of our work to some extent. But it is sort of the next phase of of what we want to be doing. It's going to be a lot of work. You know, we're aiming to get our mortgage portfolio to net zero by 2040. You know, we're working hard to get the data to show that. And again, some of that's a continuation, um, but we put out our commitments uh, just a few weeks ago. And so it is kind of that path forward, um, certainly with respect to climate, the effects of climate on people and ensuring that no one's left behind as we transition uh, to a clean economy.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let us into the tent a little bit. What was your predecessor's best bit of advice for you?
1: Oh, her best bit of advice um, would be that uh, to lean in uh, not where you don't know the information, but where um, the leadership is needed. So uh, I've taken on different portfolios. And um, as someone who wants to know everything, you know, many of us, Want to go and dig really hard in the one area you don't know, um, but actually, you know, instead think about um, where the leadership is needed.
0: Mm. I better think about doing that. Yeah. Um, now, uh, last kind of area, which which is more of a, a general view of how we're coping economically uh, in the pandemic, um, are, are there are are there elements that you think? governments themselves need to examine here in the in the short period ahead as we start to wean ourselves from things like wage subsidies and income supports um, you know it, is there a is there a, 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 an emerging idea that you think needs to take some hold in order that we build back better as they say
1: mm-hmm you know I think it's uh, so of course there's across Canada and then there's BC where you know we have different pockets right of economic activity and BC's been doing well. Um, our focus has largely been um, as you know on the the real economy and the small and medium-sized businesses here and of course we um, you know we've seen that many of them are continuing to do okay but, um, but we are watching that right. We've done um, our own research reports that highlight you know the drop in foot traffic that highlight the drop in, in revenue. And so we are concerned as to how many of them will be able to get through, you know, these next months until we have mass vaccination. So that's one of our key areas of focus. And so to the question on government support, certainly what we've heard from small business owners as an example, is not necessarily more lending options, right? In terms of like the debt that they need to take on by, but actually what they said was, you know, could Could we think of incentives or other ways to encourage local individuals to shop local and Mm. how can we do that and how else do you think differently about some of these elements that come into place as an example and then i think broadly in terms of you know building back better and thinking about um, building back differently perhaps is uh, certainly incentives and investment and, and some different legislative support for sectors that are needing to transition to the low-carbon economy, and um, there are many groups, you know, starting this work, and and there's going to be a lot more needed to be done on pathways. But I do think the government um, and and they are starting to lean in there for sure, and um, can probably do more there as well. I mean, there's certainly other ways to also think right about the kinds of supports in place for for those whose jobs are going to be impacted. Um, and I think, you know, the same way they've been impacted through COVID, they'll likely also be impacted in a transition. You know, if they're if their sector or if their work starts to really shift, they need either different skills or possibly that sector actually changes completely. We're going to be needing to think about pathways and government is certainly don't play
0: a role there. Yeah, so, so you're now in a, a senior financial institutional executive position. And and with that, I think uh, obviously comes a certain conferred responsibility to, to discuss the the broader e- economy at all times. And I wonder if I can get Bit of an early gauge from you about whether we, we worried too much in the past about things like deficits and debt and whether now we have to relent on that and uh, reboot an awful lot of our systems in the economy um, and, and and do so at a bit of a cost uh, mm-hmm. to, to straighten things away a lot better. Uh, you know do, do, you have a, do you have a take on something like that?
1: I mean I think what I would say is that you know a lot of the programs that were put in place that you know, have now contributed to, um, to the debt. I think at the time it was very unclear right how COVID was going to affect um, organizations and companies. So in retrospect, of course, there's is, is more perspective on that but they were sort of broad strokes. And we actually did some of that ourselves on a microcosm basis of like a broader stroke of just dropping fees for everyone, right? Because we weren't in a position to really say, we'll drop it simply here. We didn't know how that was going to unfold. So it's sort of a similar path. And I think that what certainly is needed going forward are targeted programs um, to ensure that the money is going to where it's needed. And and certainly as a, a broader statement, you know, myself as a taxpayer and others as consumers, you know, that seems to, I don't think anyone would argue, argue with that. But I think when you look back, that was very difficult to do right out of the gate. And so it is going to be a balance, right? You know, we, we do have um, a lot of that debt in place now. And I think going forward, it just needs to make sure it's being targeted to the right sectors.
0: Do you, um, do you think we're headed toward a kind of a universal income program in this country?
1: Hmm. I'm not sure that that's, you um, Necessarily going to be where where things land. I think we've seen um, certainly good examples, and we've seen a lot of the pros and cons. I'm I'm certainly not the expert on it, um, so I you know I don't expect that that would necessarily be something that unfolds in the in the near term.
0: Yeah, um, I I think I ask uh, almost every um, executive in the pandemic the same question, uh, and it's a personal one. But how do you take care of yourself during? times like this what's your self-care strategy
1: mm-hmm. um i tend to be simple on the one hand but then of course it's hard to to do it uh, for me it's really uh fresh air and exercise and and balancing that with family uh, time. so we try to do both together um whether that's uh you know bike riding and running and the like so for me if i can get fresh air and exercise i'm usually pretty good yeah Probably, like, luckily i suppose that uh you know, I'm able to do
0: that and, uh, and have been able to carve out the time. Well, if you're doing ground level uh, running and cycling, it's actually not been a bad winter so far. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. I want to thank you for your time today. It's been really good to get some early thoughts from you. And I hope we keep the dialogue going as time goes on here to understand a little bit about where you're, you know, where you're directing the organization and how in some ways it, it's bound to change you as well as, a, as an executive, as you, the longer you're in it. But uh, Christine, thanks for your time today. Thanks very much. Christine Bergeron is the new president and CEO at Van City. I'm Kirk DuPoint, publisher and editor in chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks for watching, Kirk.